Hey, the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain, from the road to the trails, and with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers and with available features like the panoramic moonroof. You can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. Visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. If you're like me, it's now the end of the day, and you say, "Uh uh-oh, what are we going to have for dinner? Well, here's the solution. Eating better is easy with Factors Delicious, ready-to-eat meals. Every fresh, never-frozen meal is chef-crafted, dietitian approved and ready to go in just two minutes. You're going to have over 35 different options to choose from every week, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Flexible for your schedule, get as much or as little as you need by choosing your meals every week. Plus, you can pause or reschedule your deliveries at any time. Also, there are more than 60 add-ons to help you stay fueled up and feeling good all day long. Factor is the perfect solution if you're looking for fast, premium options with no cooking required. Sign up and save. We've done the math. Factor is less expensive then take out, and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. What are you waiting for? Get started today and get after your goals. Head to factormeals.com slash smirconish50 and use code smirconish50 because you'll get 50% off. That's code smirconish50 at factormeals.com slash smirconish50. Get your 50% off. Welcome. Welcome. Welcome to Book Club with Michael Smirkanish. Hi, it's Michael Smirkanish. As a Sirius XM and CNN host, I'm known for speaking, but frankly, I read for a living. I need to know what to say, and so I consume over two dozen newspapers and websites daily. I read opposing views and studies and court cases and orders and op-eds just so I can discuss current events on radio and television. But my favorite reading? Books. Old school. And my favorite interviews? are with book authors. Book Club with Michael Smirconish is now in session. Angela Duckworth is the author of one of the hottest books in the country, Grit, The Power of Passion and Perseverance. I checked yesterday, number three on the Times combined bestseller list. Just how interested are people in what she has to say? She's also the feature of a TED Talk. It's been viewed more than 8 million times. Uh, My guest is a, I would describe her as a bona fide rocket scientist, BA in neurobiology from Harvard, a master's in neuroscience from Oxford, a PhD from Penn, where she now hangs her hat. And finally, she's been awarded the MacArthur Genius Fellowship for her work in this subject area. This is Dr. Angela Duckworth. Dr. Duckworth, thank you for your time. Thank you. It's my pleasure. In that famous TED Talk, you explained that it was teaching seventh grade math in a New York City public school that got you interested in this subject. How so? 
well, any teacher has to look out across the classroom and, you know, at some level, maybe make a prediction, I think, about who's going to end up doing really well in this class. And I'll tell you that as a rookie teacher, I didn't actually have the best, uh, you know, the best forecast. I thought the kids that I was teaching who at the beginning of the year picked up math so easily, so quickly, well, they would easily be my straight A students at the end of the year. But what I found out was that so much of a kid's performance has to do with, you know, the quality and the quantity of their engagement, of their effort. And I was wrong in many cases about who would end up doing really well. Sometimes kids who didn't get things right away ended up prevailing and and doing much better than other students. We need to be gritty about getting our kids grittier. I think that's the way that you said it. Define it. What is grit as you use the term? I use grit to mean two things at once. Having a perseverance about what you're doing, being a hard worker and being resilient, but not just perseverance, also passion, loving what you do, feeling like there couldn't be anything more important in the world that you are working on. So perseverance and passion for something that's really long-term, challenging, something that you could really orient your life about. I love at the end of the book, you say, I'm not sure if it was in the acknowledgments or the final chapter, but you say, look, here has been my approach. I have attempted to take you out for coffee and tell you what I know about this subject. And this is not just Dr. Duckworth armchairing. You you are relying on the very latest social science in this subject area. So I, I want the seven to nine minute version of the cup of coffee. OK, <laughs> you want it right now? Yes, right now. So the book and I have my questions, but I just want you to know what's coming. So yeah, the book opens the book opens with a discussion of the US Military Academy at West Point and you describe something called the whole candidate score. What is it and of what relevance to grit? West Point Admissions has been refining something that they call the whole candidate score for decades. It's the number one factor in admissions and it's a weighted average of your SAT scores your high school rank, your physical aptitude based on things like a two-mile run, and your leadership potential. That's rated by experts who look at your your record, you know, how many sports you were a captain of and so forth. And this weighted average is hugely important in terms of whether you're going to make it into West Point or whether you're going to be like the many thousands of young men and women who apply to West Point but don't get in. And you found what correlation, if any, between the whole candidate score and the ultimate success that a candidate would have in completing that program? Well, the first summer of training at West Point is called Beast Barracks, or sometimes they just call it the Beast. And whole candidate score, remarkably, has no relationship at all of with, with finishing that first hard summer. Of course, if you don't finish the first summer, you don't finish anything because you're, you're then out of the program entirely. And that really fascinates me, that the kids who score at the top of their SAT, who might have great grades, who are physically you know, quite talented, that these aren't necessarily the candidates who, who, who make it through. You're just as likely to drop out if you're at the top of the whole candidate score range than if you're at the bottom. Grit, however, does predict the grit scale that I administer to cadets captures perseverance and passion. And you take it on day two of West Point Beast Barracks, and it does predict reliably who will make it through to the end of that training. And you publish a version of your grit scale in the book. I'm looking at it now. And, and it seems to me, and I think you acknowledged at a certain part of the book that what I'm about to say is true. It's fakeable, isn't it? Setbacks don't discourage me. I don't give up easily. 
I'm a hard worker. I finish whatever I begin. My interests change from year to year. I, I mean, don't people try and manipulate your scale? Well, if you're trying to find out, you know, who to hire or who to admit to your university, I do not recommend using the scale because then there's this very big incentive to fake. And, yeah, you can get a five out of five if you wanted to. The question for me is always, you know, does the scale work when there's not an incentive to fake? And in my research studies, like when I go to West Point, you know, nobody at West Point actually gets the scores. Only I get the scores. So there's less of an incentive to fake and more an incentive to be honest. I think if you're trying to figure out who to hire, you have to do it in other ways than looking at this questionnaire. Explain to me a a diagram that appears on page 42. Talent times effort equals skill. Skill times effort equals achievement. And you note that effort factors into the equation twice, not once. Yeah, that's my overall theory of achievement and where it comes from. I I do believe, I should say as a start, that there is such a thing as talent for certain, you know, there's there's talent for math, there's talent for soccer, there's talent for for music. And I I won't say that we're equally talented. I know that I myself have a talent for psychology. I'm tremendously poor at history and at driving, um, which is why I try not to drive too much. Um, So talent is a real thing. And I define talent as, you know, how easily, how quickly you get better at a skill compared to other people. But if you're just talented and you don't apply effort, you won't become skilled. I don't care how much talent you have for music. If you never have an opportunity to learn music or to practice it, you won't develop any musical skill. Now, let's assume you have applied effort and you've had the opportunity. So now you are skilled. Maybe you know how to play the piano. But if you never actually play, if you don't give recitals or, you know, play for other people, that that is also in a way unfulfilled potential because then that skill is just sitting there without ever actually becoming anything. So you need effort a second time to take that skill and turn it into actual achievements, accomplishments, things that will actually help others, you know, in some way, shape or form. So talent, I think, does matter. But in the sense that effort unlocks that talent and helps your skill become achievements, effort can count twice. I think, Dr. Duckworth, a subject that's very important to many of us who are parents, and I initiated this conversation right here on this program a month ago at a time when I was delivering a commencement address that I I had not yet read Grit, but it tacks amazingly with Grit. I'm a big believer in your work and this subject. Everybody wants to know, well, how do I handle the subject with my kids? Is this something I can teach to them? You have at least a whole chapter. I think it's chapter 10 on this subject. What's the short answer? The short answer is that first, you can model it. I mean, if you love what you do, and if you have good days and bad days, but you get up again, you know, one way or the other and keep going, I think talking about that with your kids, sharing with it, you know, there's no way uh, that I would be able to get through what I do without sharing it with my family, you know, all the victories and definitely all the defeats. I try to model for my two young girls passion and perseverance for what I do. So that's the first thing. And the second thing is try to give a combination of both high expectations and challenge, but also unconditional support. It's challenge plus support that seems to make children grow up to be what they can be. You profiled in this particular chapter Steve Young and Francesca Martinez seemingly coming from completely different backgrounds and parenting styles, and yet on this subject you found overlap. 
Yeah, it's really fascinating to me to think about where grit comes from in the sense of, you know, when I study the grittiest people, Steve Young, NFL Hall of Fame quarterback, and Francesca Martinez, who despite having, you know, real physical difficulties, uh, you know, that are medical, becoming a stand-up comic and one of the most successful stand-up comics in the United Kingdom, to see where do these people come from and what's common. Now, Steve Young grew up in a pretty strict Mormon family, whereas Francesca Martinez is about the most liberal family that I can imagine. Her parents let both her and her brother drop out of high school before graduating so they could pursue careers in entertainment. They're kind of left of left of left. Um, But what they have in common is parents who were challenging and supportive, that magical combination, and parents who themselves were really passionate and hardworking about what they did. So they, in a way, exemplify that advice I just gave. You know, model for your kids grit and then also provide them challenges and let them know unconditionally that you have their back. With regard to parenting, one final question. I I would like, we have four, I would like our children to possess grit. I hope that we've, my wife and I have instilled in them some of those qualities and characteristics of, of what make the two of us gritty, if that's the proper way to describe it. There was a Times review of your bestseller, and it said as a criticism, quote, Duckworth never questions the values of a society geared toward winning. And I thought, wow, I take it as a given that this is what we want our children to be. Will you respond to that question? Well, I want to make clear that as a parent myself, you know, I do want my kids to be successful. I I would be lying if I didn't think that, you know, it, it mattered to me that whatever they did for a living, that they were excellent at it. At the same time, it's not the only thing that matters in life. And if I had to choose, and I hope I never have to make this choice, but if I had to choose between my kids being great at something or being good people, I absolutely would choose them to be good people, honest, kind, caring, and generous. The thing is that I don't think we have to make that choice. There are plenty of people in the world who are both good and great, and that is what I hope for my kids. Final question. In what section of the bookstore does grit belong? Self-help, business, nonfiction? Where would you place your own book other than at the front counter? (laughs) That is such a great question. Well, I'll tell you where my publisher wants it, in all of the sections. Um, (laughs) Exactly. I I think that really I consider myself to be a scientist, but a scientist who has done some work that's useful. So maybe it's in self-help because I think people can help themselves through understanding themselves a little better. Or you could say nonfiction because it's really not just kind of platitudes. It is based on the latest science and neuroscience. You know, the things that I think can help us develop self-awareness more than just the kind of, you know, wisdom our grandparents told us. You can grow grit. That's the takeaway that I, I, I leave with. You can grow this characteristic if you, uh, if, if you seek to. I really do believe that's true. So many times in life we feel like we can't change ourselves, but the reality is that we can. Dr. Duckworth, thanks so much. Best of luck with the book. Thank you so much. It's been my pleasure. That's Angela Duckworth. The book is titled Grit. This is the Book Club with Michael Smirconish podcast from Sirius XM. Hey, the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV like an adventure-ready RAV4. 
Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain, from the road to the trails, and with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers and with available features like the panoramic moonroof. You can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. Visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. If you're like me, it's now the end of the day, and you say, "Uh uh-oh, what are we going to have for dinner? Well, here's the solution. Eating better is easy with Factors Delicious ready-to-eat meals. Every fresh, never-frozen meal is chef-crafted, dietitian approved and ready to go in just two minutes. You're going to have over 35 different options to choose from every week, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Flexible for your schedule, get as much or as little as you need by choosing your meals every week. Plus, you can pause or reschedule your deliveries at any time. Also, there are more than 60 add-ons to help you stay fueled up and feeling good all day long. Factor is the perfect solution if you're looking for fast, premium options with no cooking required. Sign up and save. We've done the math. Factor is less expensive then take out, and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. What are you waiting for? Get started today and get after your goals. Head to factormeals.com slash smirconish50 and use code smirconish50 because you'll get 50% off. That's code smirconish50 at factormeals.com slash smirconish50. Get your 50% off. Listen to Michael live weekdays on POTUS, Sirius XM channel 124 and on the SXM app. That's Angela Duckworth. The book is titled Grit. By the way, I, I don't think I brought this out, but she she's looking to uh, contrast, you know, a gritty parenting style. TC, if there is such a thing with a very, as she said, left of left of left parenting style, all touchy feely. And Steve Young, the the uh, quarterback for the 49ers, who, by the way, sat on the bench for a while but behind Joe Montana. And then all of a sudden, uh, there were some, some of us who were like, shocked. Like, wow, who, you know, who's this guy? We thought he was just the backup. And he ends up having this this stellar career in his own right. His father, his nickname is Grit, Grit Young. He's a lawyer. <laughs> so Come on. Yeah, so it's just very, very funny. I don't think he was selected for that reason. I think that was an added Benny for Dr. Duckworth when, when she realizes, oh, this is, this is just tailor-made. Okay, I like her so much, and I think she makes sense, and it's not just sort of um, smart talk. I think it's, all, it's also very practical. Like she, she, I feel like I could l- really just have a chat with her about this stuff. But do you agree with her? That you can grow grit? Yeah. Well, I mean, it's it's a complicated answer. I hope she's right. So do I. I do believe my view, because we've, we've had this conversation, right? I mean, we, we talked about it when I was doing my commencement address, because the commencement address that I offered for the benefit of those, I say now, who missed it was all about dealing with rejection right. in my professional life. And so I got a note from someone after I published it who said, you must be loving grit. I had not read Grit. I, I don't think I think Grit had just come out. It had not yet popped the way that it has. So I quickly this 
person is a person whose advice I greatly respect. And I went and bought the book and I was happy I hadn't read the book before I wrote my commencement address because I would have felt like I was taking some of the concepts from it. That's how. So it was nice and clean. It It was nice and clean that I wasn't. I, I believe that you need to you need to be born with certain of these qualities and characteristics. So do I. I really do. And, you know, this book, I need to underscore one point, and I hope you can tell that I thoroughly enjoyed it. It is really a great summer read. Read for any time, but some people do a lot more reading during the course of the the summer. Um, It is not just a book of her passing on what she was told by her grandparents. She's a deep thinker. You heard those credentials that I set forth at the outset. This is a book that is plenty anecdotal. But it lays out all of the social science developed over umpteen years on the subject, you know, lab rat experiments and more in terms of whether you can, in my verbiage, teach somebody to ask for the order. Do you need to be born with those ambitious skills or can they be acquired? She believes and she explains that she thinks they can be grown. She fully acknowledges the importance of uh of uh, of being born with with some of it but effort matters okay effort, here's another question effort matters okay so and then and then one last thing and i pardon me for for inter- right. interrupting you but then after i'd read the book i thought hey i wonder how it's been reviewed and the answer is very favorably but i read this uh times review let me just see if i have it handy damn it i don't because i would like to tell you who wrote it but there was a line in it that says duckworth never questions the values of a society geared toward winning and all of a sudden it made me wonder wait a minute what if all of our kids had grit then where are we as a society are we in their gradations of grit grit grades Right, but maybe it's good that some have grit and some do not have okay, grit. Okay, here's my question to you. The world needs grit, but not too much grit, maybe. Only, only from some people. If Okay, so yes, maybe we can oh, teach I found our it. children I found grit. it. Judith, who, who wrote Judith Shulovitz wrote it. So yes, perhaps we can teach our children grit. I'm not sure I be- agree with that. But what if you feel as an adult you don't have enough grit? Can you be more gritty as an adult or like so many things well, that need to be set in early childhood once you're once you're grown you're grown and that's it well let me say this this is going to be self-serving and egotistical but i believe that i have made you grittier i 100 percent agree with that i 100 things, I, things I, that would have caused just you talking about that in the social media report on things Friday. that would have caused you to to wilt and be tearful in the past yeah when was the last time i cried it's been a while. It's been a long time. Yeah, there's used time. To, used to We've be, got 35 minutes left in the program. It used to be a daily occurrence. Well, not a daily occurrence. Well, but, I used to, it used to happen a fair amount. But no, okay, so so that- You're but, blushing. You're like well, beat red right now. I mean, that's an embarrassing thing, frankly, to, to admit that, that I used to cry about things. It's absurd. So, but there's my question. So, but could I have done that on my own if I had just sort of decided, all right, TC, it's time to toughen up? Or do you have to be around someone who can model that behavior? Well, I'm, I'm not uniquely qualified qualified in that regard and, and and maybe it's not all a good thing maybe you were better crying i don't know well i think i've gotten t- tougher and you've gotten nicer so that's a good thing mm-hmm. there you go all right good good talk no i but i'm still very deeply curious about this topic i'm, I'm fascinated all right by it. i've i've pitched it before to the audience i'm gonna i'm gonna go with it the way that we have in the past can you teach your kids grit can you teach your kids to be 
grittier. And, and, and may I also say, I am fascinated now. I watched in anticipation of my conversation with Dr. Duckworth. I watched her TED Talk. That has got, and then I, I immediately needed to do a follow-up uh, uh, search, not about her, but on TED Talks in general. Do you know what my follow-up search was? What? What, what did I want to know after I watched her TED Talk and other TED Talks? Have you watched a TED Talk? Yes, I watched her TED Talk. Oh, you did? Okay, I'm sorry. I didn't know that. Yeah. So what do you think I wanted to know after I watched it? I don't know. I really don't know. Teleprompter. She was in the round. There wasn't a teleprompter. I noticed that in a big way. I want to know, do do any of the TED Talkers use... Te- I know the answer to this now. Okay, I'm dying to know the okay, answer well, because I absolutely linger. recognized that she, unusual, I thought, for a TED Talk, was on a, a round stage, people all around her, and I wondered how that worked. Her TED Talk is a, a focus of a portion of the book where she gives you the background and tells you how many times she rehearsed it. And how the first time that she thought she had a good TED Talk, she delivered it. I don't know whether she did it uh, via Skype or just telephone to the people who were were going to put on the TED Talk. And they said, oh, no, you're going back to the drawing board. (gasps) No. Yeah. So you saw the final product and it's, it's pretty damn good. Exactly. Here's the way the Times Review begins grit. The word has mouth feel. It sounds like something John Wayne would chaw on. Who wouldn't want grit? Wusses? Forget them. Angela Duckworth, the psychologist who has made grit the reigning buzzword in education policy circles, would surely recoil at any association between it and Wayne's outmoded machismo. Duckworth is a scholar you have to take seriously. She's been featured in two best-selling books, How Children Succeed and The Power of Habit. She's been consulted by the White House and awarded the MacArthur Genius Fellowship for her work on this obviously desirable trait. At the University of Pennsylvania's Duckworth Lab, grit is gender neutral. It's self-control and stick-to-itiveness. The two big ideas about grit that have made Duckworth famous are first that it predicts success more reliably than talent or IQ. And her her West Point work is her best example of how she can tell better than West, West Point's total candidate or whole candidate score. She can predict better who lasts. I'll bet she could do the same thing with the SEALs. I'll bet that Angela Duckworth could tell you who survives Bud's training. And secondly... Second, that anyone, man or woman, adult or child, can learn, she says, to be gritty. You agree with her? This is the Book Club with Michael Smirconish podcast from Sirius XM. Hey, the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain, from the road to the trails, and with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers and with available features like the panoramic moonroof. You can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. 
Visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. If you're like me, it's now the end of the day and you say, "Uh uh-oh, what are we going to have for dinner? Well, here's the solution. Eating better is easy with Factors Delicious, ready-to-eat meals. Every fresh, never-frozen meal is chef-crafted, dietitian approved and ready to go in just two minutes. You're going to have over 35 different options to choose from every week, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Flexible for your schedule, get as much or as little as you need by choosing your meals every week. Plus, you can pause or reschedule your deliveries at any time. Also, there are more than 60 add-ons to help you stay fueled up and feeling good all day long. Factor is the perfect solution if you're looking for fast, premium options with no cooking required. Sign up and save. We've done the math. Factor is less expensive then take out and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. What are you waiting for? Get started today and get after your goals. Head to factormeals.com slash smirconish50 and use code smirconish50 because you'll get 50% off. That's code smirconish50 at factormeals.com slash smirconish50. Get your 50% off. Listen to Michael live weekdays on POTUS, Sirius XM channel 124 and on the SXM app. Steve's going to start us off. He's in San Diego. The subject is grit. Hello, Steve. I think you can certainly teach grit to yourself, your friends, your kids, others. Uh, and I think it's experience. Uh, a, a kind of example of that is look at the life of Walter Mitty. That's teaching grit. There's an example of uh, you know whether that's real or not. I don't know. But that's, a, that's kind of a guideline about what happens. It's, it's about doing things. And I've taught my kids grit in, in several ways, and I've taught my, taught my wife grit, too. She grew up in a very kind of predictable life um, and sheltered and, and very kind of straight-lined, and I grew up in quite just the opposite. And so now that we're together, we are different people, but I, see, I have seen her over the years become more gritty, you know, you know, going outside of the lines, being able to shun, you know, conformancy. So it's, you can learn it. That's for sure. And you believe you possess it. I, I possess it, but I continue to want more of it. And I teach myself to, you know, ride my motorcycle where, you know, I wouldn't normally go take trips. I wouldn't normally do and um, help people and get in situations where, you know, it's probably more difficult and you might not normally do those things. So, I mean, I worry, I worry about our kids. I, this is, this is, this is always, I think, driven. And thank you, Steve. This has always driven my fascination with this subject is, you know, we have four. Do they, do they have grit? And well, it's, it's it bothers he me worrying about it. That the the caller said Walter Mitty. I right. mean, I would say you say Stanley Tucci if right. you remember the the Vineyard um, rendezvous discussion, and that was tremendous. I wonder what Stanley Tucci himself would think of my Stanley Tucci story. I'm gonna I'm gonna endeavor. I'm going to endeavor to book Stanley Tucci on this program. Like, Stan, it's, I think it's been Mr. Th- Tucci. 
TC, I think it's been like three summers now. Oh, definitely um, has. So how would I begin the conversation? Uh, Mr. Tucci, three summers ago, <laughs> you were eating lunch on Martha's Vineyard. <laughs> and I want you to know that you are part of the Smirconish family folklore. You are? Yes. Yeah, because you went to a place known for its fried green tomato sandwiches. We actually didn't say hello to you, but that was part of the issue. And when you came <laughs> walking toward the door, I said to the boys, here comes Stanley Tucci. Introduce yourselves. And perhaps maybe you should also tell them at this point that you really appreciated how we Hunger, Hunger Games. Right, right. Yeah, well, they had just seen Hunger Games. Correct. It's, in other words, it was not a case where dad and mom know a celebrity that the kids have never heard of. Everybody They had just seen right. him. And I, I was really deflated because they stood there with their hands in their pockets. They were in awe of Stanley Tucci. But nobody extended a hand. See, I think we kind of went overboard in our house because um, I, I I was fearful that I was going to raise a daughter who was more like me that was didn't ask. Oh, my sort of, God. I can only imagine okay. if you had okay. seen Stanley so wait Tucci, till you, see this. So you would have smothered him. Kind but assertive was our, our mantra growing up. I think maybe we went a little overboard on the latter. I'm just saying. I'm the just assertive saying. or the kind? I would have thought on the kind. We had no problem with the kind. She's as kind as the day is long. She's what the would, best kid. What but would Emma have done? Part? What would Emma have done if Stanley Tucci said hello? She would have said no question. She would have extended no a hand. question. But I would have elbowed her out of the way first. Right. You'd have been, oh yeah, you'd have been you'd have been <laughs> all Mr. over Tucci. Stanley Tucci. Hello. And then I would have actually wanted to talk to his wife, who, by the way, is Emily Mrs. Blunt. Tucci? Mrs. Tucci is Emily Blunt's sister. You know, Emily Blunt from Devil Wears Prada. That's how they met. Because Stanley Tucci was in Devil Wears Prada, and he was fantastic. I want to make clear that he had he had finished his meal. This is important. He was walking toward the door. I would never have said to the kids, "Go over and interrupt Mr. Tucci's never. meal." And then, and then to to just rub salt in my wound, he left the door. I see it as if it were yesterday. And they oh, had these Stanley herb Tucci. gardens in back of the restaurant. Of course, they and did. he lingered. And he lingered, if, and there was, second, <laughs> there was a second opportunity to go say hello to Stanley Tucci. Mr. Tucci, if you're listening to this program. <laughs> you know how we always brag about the reach of, of the POTUS channel? Does someone know Mr. Does Tucci? Does anybody know Stanley Tucci? Yeah, Can we, I, just, we need to call in. I would just be curious to know, what would, would Stanley Tucci, oh, yeah, how would as a young it? Stanley Tucci, would he have said hello to Stanley Tucci? And what is he teaching his kids to say hello to Stanley Tucci's? Does he have kids? I think they just had a baby. Okay. Yeah. I'll there you go. I'll keep you posted. There, there you go. Or, oh, that might have been Emily Blunt. Ugh, I'm sorry. I'll, keep, I'll, I'll find out. This is uh, John. He's in Salt Lake City, Utah. Hello, John. How's it going, Michael? Thanks for I'm well, thank you. Um, so I coach snowboarding, and I've done this for 20 years, and I believe that perseverance and grit is probably one of the most important qualities that you can teach a young athlete growing up, and there's lots of techniques to do it. Um, one of those techniques involves goal setting, and as young athletes, if you work with that, work with these kids to set good goals that aren't solely based on winning, but based on the process and the steps it takes to be successful, then using their progress towards those goals to teach them how to break down obstacles and overcome the barriers that are in their path to get to where they want to go. And then at a young age, you can teach them that perseverance and that grit to get to where they want to go and reach their goals. I would argue that for you to be a snowboarder, you've got to have a, a certain quality of grit to begin with. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. There's definitely some obstacles in our path, and in the history of the sport, there's been some obstacles put in our way, but it's pretty well accepted at this point. And the U.S. has had a lot of success on an international stage in snowboarding, and you know the nature of the sport is you have to fall down a lot, and you've got to pick yourself back up again and try it again, particularly some yeah. of the, the tricks that you see people doing at a really high level. 
That would be, I mean, that would be my expectation. That is, that is not a sport for the, for the, for the faint of, for the faint of heart. Uh, Kevin is in Massachusetts. Hey, Kevin, on the subject of grit, you would say what? Hi, Michael. Thanks for taking my call. Um, I actually wanted to call in when uh, you did the commencement speech, but I didn't have time. So my argument was that grit is always there. It just needs to be unlocked or found and then directed. Like PCs was unlocked at some point, but then directed by you. I'll take that. You think that's uh, accurate? I think that actually is yeah, accurate. That's pretty good. Yep. And I would also, on your point about Stanley Tucci, I would, you were saying it just jogged my memory. My dad, actually, I went to spring training once, and Tommy Lasorda, the baseball coach, was like three rows down. And my dad, I was little, I didn't know who he was. My dad was like, here, take this glove and go ask, go introduce yourself and <laughs> ask him to sign the glove. Right. And he said it to all three of my siblings and me, but I was the only one that went down. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that's funny. That's funny. I think. I think if so, uh, I'm sure there were instances like that. If I, if I thought long enough, I would. I would think of one um, where both my brother and I would have. Both me? No. Both my brother and I. No. My brother and depends I. depends what you're going to say after. Well, now I'm going to have to decide what I'm going to say after. I'm going to make it fit. It, I'll tell you that it very carefully. Would each have asked? Would each have asked, you know, to to say hello? We oh, we both would have absolutely. There's no there's no have. there's no doubt in in my what mind. What was it your mother said? No grass growing under your feet? my feet. Yeah, Correct. no. My my mother would say, <clears throat> she would say that grass doesn't grow on a busy highway, or grass doesn't grow under your feet. Yeah, and she meant it as a compliment. Thank you, oh, yeah. Ron. You are in Portland. Hi. Hello. Thanks for taking hey. my call. Sure. Yeah, hey, uh, coach, coach uh, boys and girls basketball for over 30 years, and your story about grit reminds me of the uh, contest the Washington Post did, uh, how to parent, the contest was uh, tongue-in-cheek, how to parent on less than five trophies a day. <laughs> Today's millennials, unfortunately, don't have the opportunity to really learn how to be gritty. So one of my, one of my boy players, who's going to be a senior, mother comes up and says, oh, yeah, your dad and I have gotten a divorce, so I guess I'm going to have to take your car and go get gas for you. I thought, wait a minute, he's a senior, and you have to go fill up his car? Not right. I don't think today's kids know how to really be tough. Well, I'm going to tell you something. I It's funny that you should call, because I'm, I'm sitting here looking at my notes for that which I intended to ask Dr. Duckworth, and I did not get, I, I did not get to my question, Ron, about differences by generation in grit. She has a discussion in the book, and she says that the greatest generation has far more grit than millennials. Now, maybe that's because the greatest generation had to endure through the Depression as kids and then World War II, uh, which cut across all lines as adults. Absolutely. Did you read Bill Bryson's book, 1928? No. Should I? Uh, absolutely. You see how many kids were cut loose at the age of 13 and had to survive. You couldn't see 13-year-olds cut loose today and survive. No, no doubt about it. I, I agree with that. Thanks for the phone call. I'm, I'm glad that you brought that up. There was actually, I'm, I'm flipping for it, but I can't find it. There's actually a chart in the book where she 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 does a uh, a correlation between grit and age. 
Sorry, gang, I can't find it. But but my takeaway when I read it, and I would have liked to have asked her, my takeaway when I read it was that uh, that millennials don't don't have grit the way that uh, older folks do. And there was also this. You probably heard this parable of the bricklayers before. I'm sorry if I'm off on a tangent. This really gets to uh, to whether you need to be uh, following a dream to be successful. Three bricklayers were asked, what are you doing? TC, you're going to like this. Pay attention to this. I'm trying to get a hold of Stanley Tucci, okay? Just like, you know, I'm busy. The first bricklayer <laughs> says, I'm laying bricks. The second says, I'm building a church. The third says, I am building the house of God. The first bricklayer has a job. The second has a career. The third has a calling. Whoa. So mull that over for a sec. This is the Book Club with Michael Smirconish podcast from Sirius XM. Hey, the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain, from the road to the trails, and with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers and with available features like the panoramic moonroof. You can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. Visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. If you're like me, it's now the end of the day, and you say, "Uh uh-oh, what are we going to have for dinner? Well, here's the solution. Eating better is easy with Factors Delicious, ready-to-eat meals. Every fresh, never-frozen meal is chef-crafted, dietitian approved and ready to go in just two minutes. You're going to have over 35 different options to choose from every week, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Flexible for your schedule, get as much or as little as you need by choosing your meals every week. Plus, you can pause or reschedule your deliveries at any time. Also, there are more than 60 add-ons to help you stay fueled up and feeling good all day long. Factor is the perfect solution if you're looking for fast, premium options with no cooking required. Sign up and save. We've done the math. Factor is less expensive then take out and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. What are you waiting for? Get started today and get after your goals. Head to factormeals.com slash smirconish50 and use code smirconish50 because you'll get 50% off. That's code smirconish50 at factormeals.com slash smirconish50. Get your 50% off. Listen to Michael live weekdays on POTUS, Sirius XM channel 124 and on the SXM app. So Angela Duckworth was my guest at the outset of the hour. She's got one of the hottest books in the country. Number three on the Times combined bestseller list. Grit is the title. The power of passion and perseverance. Two big ideas, two big ideas about grit that have made her famous, according to the review of the book in the Times, are first that grit predicts success more reliably than talent or IQ. And second, that anyone, man or woman, adult or child, can learn to be grittier. 
The best evidence for that first idea of hers comes from West Point, where she had full run of all the records of the uh, the cadets uh, and was able to do a comparison between the whole candidate score that allowed them to gain admittance, one of the most prestigious programs in the nation, versus her own grit scale. And her grit scale was a better barometer by a large measure of those who would be able to hack the program than the very score that got them in. And frankly, you could say the same thing about SAT scores. This is Corey, who is in Columbia, South Carolina. Corey, thanks for your phone call. Hi, Michael. I love your show. Thank you. I'm particularly interested in this topic, not so much on the idea that, that you can teach grit, but I had a wrestling coach in high school that I would rather say revealed to me that I had grit. Um, thankfully, he was a believer that talent wasn't as important as grit because otherwise I wouldn't have been able to make the team. But it taught me that I had grit and, and focused on that in a way that taught me to believe in myself more and to, to understand that I had this grit that, that made me a good wrestler. And um, like you, I'm, I'm, also, I'm also a lawyer, and I think it makes me a good lawyer. I'll, knowing I'll that you, knowing that you knowing that you possessed it gave you uh, a level of confidence you otherwise might not have had. I agreed entirely. Yes. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. I. Uh, hmm. So when did I realize I thought I had this? I think I always have. Ever since I went door to door and tried to sell my quote unquote artwork to the neighbors when I was ten. Hey, TC, listen to this from Grit. You're going to find this interesting. It deals with your alma mater. In 1940, researchers at Harvard had the same idea. This is picking up on someone else's research. In a study designed to understand the characteristics of healthy young men in order to help people live happier and more successful lives, 130 sophomores were asked to run on a treadmill for up to five minutes. The treadmill was set to such a steep grade and cranked up to such a fast speed that the average man held on for only four minutes. Some lasted for a minute. Some lasted for a half. By design, the treadmill test was exhausting, not just physically, but mentally. By measuring and then adjusting for baseline physical fitness, the researchers designed the treadmill test to gauge stamina and strength of will. In particular, Harvard researchers knew that running hard was not just a function of aerobic capacity and muscle strength, but also the extent to which a subject is willing to push himself or has a tendency to quit before the punishment becomes too severe. Decades later, a psychiatrist named George Valiant followed up on the young men in the original treadmill test. Then, in their 60s, These men had been contacted by researchers every two years since graduating from college, and for each, there was a corresponding file folder at Harvard literally bursting with questionnaires, correspondence, and notes from in-depth interviews. For instance, researchers noted for each man his income, career advancement, sick days, social activities, self-reported satisfaction with work and marriage, visits to psychiatrists, and use of mood-altering mood altering drugs like tranquilizers. All the information went into composite estimates of the men's overall psychological adjustment in adulthood. You know where this ends, right? It turns out that the runtime in the treadmill test at age 20 was a surprisingly reliable predictor 
of psychological adjustment throughout adulthood. Wow. So you want to know if your kids have grit? Put them on the the treadmill. treadmill. (laughs) Put them on the treadmill and see how they do. Yeah. That is fantastic. Came back. All right. That's it? Thanks. No, I'm just I'm 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 mesmerized by all of this. Yeah, you'll enjoy the book. Yeah, you, I, you can, can I take you it can home? borrow my copy because you've you. already watched the uh, the TED talk. Exactly. Hey, quick time out. Then we'll do a lightning round. Everybody will get to play. Stay right where you are. This is the book club with Michael Smirconish podcast from Sirius XM. Hey, the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain, from the road to the trails, and with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers and with available features like the panoramic moonroof. You can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. Visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. If you're like me, it's now the end of the day, and you say, "Uh uh-oh, what are we going to have for dinner? Well, here's the solution. Eating better is easy with Factors Delicious, ready-to-eat meals. Every fresh, never-frozen meal is chef-crafted, dietitian approved and ready to go in just two minutes. You're going to have over 35 different options to choose from every week, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Flexible for your schedule, get as much or as little as you need by choosing your meals every week. Plus, you can pause or reschedule your deliveries at any time. Also, there are more than 60 add-ons to help you stay fueled up and feeling good all day long. Factor is the perfect solution if you're looking for fast, premium options with no cooking required. Sign up and save. We've done the math. Factor is less expensive then take out and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. What are you waiting for? Get started today and get after your goals. Head to factormeals.com slash smirconish50 and use code smirconish50 because you'll get 50% off. That's code smirconish50 at factormeals.com slash smirconish50. Get your 50% off. Listen to Michael live weekdays on POTUS, Sirius XM channel 124 and on the SXM app. I'm pretty sure that I mentioned that in Angela Duckworth's book is a mini version of her grit test. So you can take her test and score it and determine whether you've got grit. Thanks for these great calls. Uh, Sarit, hi, you're in Omaha, Nebraska. Welcome. Hi, uh, Sarit. Um, Sarit, sorry about that. That's okay. Um, I'm actually a psychiatrist now, but this topic is is really emotional for me. In fact, I just uh, graduated residency here in Omaha, Nebraska, um, and I went through a lot of rejection to get where I am. I'm 40 years old, about 10 years older than the average uh, graduate out of residency. Went through a lot of rejection in my life, and I have two children, ages 13 and 9, 
and they have seen exactly what it means to be resilient. And um, I know she calls it grit, and uh, I've been calling it resiliency all this time. Um, and, and they have seen me um, really recreate who I am through life, and, I, and I'm a very strong believer in that modeling can really um, uh, is, is a big part of, of creating grit. Uh, you know, for me personally, I have actually been through internal medicine before I went into psychiatry. I did that for a year and found myself unemployed for two years before I had to recreate myself into a clinical researcher. I did that for three years in a different state. And then I had to move again from California to Nebraska to again, recreate myself into uh, heading um, someone's business and uh, found myself actually kind of like you, um, Dr. Smirkanish. <laughs> um, Thank you for un- that. You know, uninvited. Thank you, doctor. Um, <laughs> you are a doctor, right? Yeah, Dr. well, nobody calls it to me. <laughs> nobody calls me that. But thank you. You did. Well, well, you deserve it, right? So, you know, I un- uninvited myself, uninvited, but found myself in an open house at a place where they just opened up in here in Omaha, and they were doing an open house um, at uh, Creighton University, uh, University of Nebraska. And I said, this is my chance to sell myself, uh, and I need an interview for psychiatry residency. Couldn't get in for about four years. They thought, ah, you're just a researcher. What the hell do you remember from clinical medicine? And I had to sell myself and got myself an interview for residency and got well, myself you have back it. in. Come on. I mean, you have everything she's writing about. You know, um, I, I have to tell you, it was the hardest uh, four to five years of my life. I thought I was going to get stuck in research forever and uh, never use my medical degree again in the clinical way that I wanted to. It was the hardest years of my life. I was making $50,000 a year, which is, you know, to raise two children uh, by myself. It was really hard. And, um, you know, loans, had two, I have $250,000 in loans from medical school, um, divorced husband that wasn't paying child support, um, I I mean, I can't tell you what a difficult um, time in my life it was and uh, had to get myself back into a residency so I know I can get myself, you know, a better future. Well, I wish you all good things. You you are exactly what she's describing, and I'm sure you're setting a wonderful example for those kids. So congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for taking my call. Yeah. Sarit. Sorry, I mispronounced her name. Sarit. There you go. Right. I like that a lot. Yeah, me too. Pulling herself up. Mark, you're in Boston. Hi. Hey, Michael. I had to laugh about your Harvard study because it speaks to what I go through with my 16-year-old son. He's battled through OCD. Um, Nobody in the family even knows he's had it. He's contained it so well. He wants to go to the Naval Academy. Very good student. I told him his standardized test grades would probably hold him back. I I don't pump my kids' tires. I'm very honest and open with them. Uh, but every night, starting a year ago, he's done 100 pull-ups and 100 sit-ups before he goes to bed in preparation for the physical fitness test. He's a runner as it is. He's, he, entered a, he entered a 5K without any training, and he came in third in the men's division as a 15-year-old. How old and, and is I, he? Oh, 15. He, he's 16 now. That was at 16. 15. And he ran 18-minute 5K, and, I, and I've always told him, you're not the most talented athlete in the world. He's a very good athlete. How would, the the most... Naval, how would the Naval Academy look at OCD? 
It's a very good question. I know they have uh, ADHD issues. Um, mm-hmm. OCD, I believe he'd fly under the radar. Uh, it's obviously under control, but he's, you know, he's so driven, and it's something he wants to do. And, and does honestly, he have to disclose? Think... Does he have? Is he is he medicated for it? He, uh, yeah, he is medicated for it. Correct. So, so I so assume it, he has to. He's got to. He's got to. Uh, he's got to uh, tell them that, right? Yes, and I don't believe it will preclude him. Um, but it's something you would that hope we're not. Obviously, have to investigate. But yeah. I mean, to my to, to your point about suffering. He's willing to suffer more than anyone else, and it's why he's successful. Okay, well, he um, must get it from you, right? Well, I hope to, I, I would like to say that, but I think he's even better at it than me. So, uh, hey, I, let me just let me just say to you because you you said you know you're you're not going to fill up his tires and so forth for him. I feel the need to to confess that I talk a pretty good game here. Everything I tell you about myself is is, is I, I'm I am the epitome of what she wrote. I really believe that I am TC, but. Me as a father, I my bark is bigger than my bite. What do you mean? I'm not. Uh, I'm not. I, I I find it easier to do these sort of things myself. I'm I'm more lax than you would perhaps think that I am. Do you well, think, think that I'm lax? I don't think you're lax. I think you um, are more protective than this. That's sort a of, nice way of saying it. I let my well, kids it's sort of like the be careful, you know, yeah, scenario. I let my kids get away with things that my parents would never have let me get away with. Oh, fascinating. Do you want to discuss? I would if I had more than 30 seconds oh, left what in the a program. Shame. I was going to rattle off 24 of them for you. <laughs> no, but seriously, I, you know, I I'm I believe that I have a little, some coddling. I'm both Here's what I'm saying. I'm both gritty personally, mm-hmm. but coddling, I think sometimes as a, uh, I get a parent. I get it. I think you're doing okay. I know, I know your kids really pretty well and yeah. they're, they're extraordinary young men. So. They're, 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 they're all good. And, 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 and daughter and, off doing her own thing. Yeah. All fine. Yeah. So I think, I think you're hitting the right balance. Hmm. How's okay. that? All right. I'll all take right. it. Good. I'll take it. <laughs> the book is titled Grit. Angela Duckworth, the author, the power of passion and perseverance. Book Club with Michael Smirconish. New episodes drop Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. Listen to the Michael Smirconish program weekdays on Sirius XM's POTUS Channel 124 and anytime on the SXM app. Connect with Michael on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and at Smirconish.com.